This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, listeners. I'm Allie, and this is Quad Pro Quo. As always, I am joined by my three co-hosts, Tammy. Hello. Matt. Hello there. And Guido. Hello. We are a film podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs. Each month we pick a theme, and each week one of us picks a movie that falls within that theme. And we are in week two of Mad Appreciation Month. Aww. Which is kind of like the week of your birthday. I appreciate you. Because your birthday is... Oh, yeah, my birth. Well, actually, no, my birthday's, uh, it'll be the m- following Monday after right. this Right, but it'll be in that week. This Your episode, which is your pick this week, will mm-hmm. release the week of your birthday. And before we get to your pick, Matt, do you want to tell everyone that what you watched last night? You had the privilege of watching last night. So, yeah, last night, because, <laughs> um, you know, it was freakishly warm. It's freakishly warm this weekend. Yes. In Delaware. Second summer. And it's so warm. Or it's as or as we used to call in PA, we used to call it a PA summer. So and, we watched um, Tammy's pick. We watched Tammy's pick uh, outside last night. And then I just decided because I guess they just announced they're making a third one of these now. They did. It's going to so, be a Christmas movie. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. So many people are talking about this movie. I talk about it too much, probably, too. Everybody likes it. Plus, the, like the, it. the person you entrust with your children loves yeah, it. Yeah, apparently it's your babysitter, one of her favorite movies. Your brother. Oh, you, that's what you watch. Your brother. Yes. It's not Your brother is going to get it tattooed Your brother's going to get him tattooed. So, I think. Um, I should ask him if he finally bit the bullet. So, so what was it? We watched uh, Terrifier. We watched Terrifier. So, for our listeners, I have seen this movie many a time. Um, Matt has never. He's, again. I'm not a big. I mean, not a big not, horror person. It's, it's not, not that. A, yeah, I'm not scared easily. No just, slam on just, the genre. It's he just. just uh, it's just not my bad. It's not horror? his jam. <laughs> is it horror? Is it horror? I'm not convinced that it is. I think it's more funny. You guys laugh at Hereditary, and for me, Terrifier is kind funny. of hilarious. But this is. Opinion. It's more like a commercial for FX artists. You know? No, we've talked about this. Like it is. It's cool. how much can I get the fuck away with? It's yeah, it's gore porn. The I, I warned him. I was like, the acting is fucking terrible. Oh yeah, that's uh, the cracker. But but I'm okay, okay with that. What you want usually, is what's but, on the cracker. Usually that comes with the territory of a horror movie. I don't see. I don't like think literally that way every horror, horror movie, with the exception of maybe like The Invisible Man, and I guess if you want to count Twenty Eight Days Later as a horror movie, every horror movie that you have picked has terrible acting in it for this podcast. Black Christmas. Halloween. What are you talking about? Black Christmas is fucking phenomenal. No, no, he's got a point. Let him, let him finish. Let but, him finish. But like this, so you I don't speak ill of Margot Kidder. What are you doing right now? So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because everybody just overhyped it for me. You know? I said to him, I was like, look, not to be like a millennial talking about Gen Zs, but Gen but, Zers fucking love Terrifier. They think it's the best thing that's ever invented. It's like not to be mean, but you haven't watched you you, you haven't watched horror. You've watched Terrifier, and you think that's great. And that's fine. And you can. Yeah, these that's are your opinion. But you have not watched other horror. Yeah, yeah this is. I like to put it in perspective. I feel like these. This is. Um. Yeah, this is like the Gen Zers where they saw. Like in our case, everybody our age saw Saw, and we thought that was amazing. And then meanwhile, um, Seven exists. Dude, there's like seven. ten of those you now. You know what's crazy? Yes, that's true. But seven. Gen Z is 1997 to 2012. Yeah. So 11 to 26 years of age. Yes. That's freaking crazy. But. Yeah, I don't know. Like, We're all millennials. <laughs> I, I sat, yeah. 
I, I, That's why we can't own houses because we eat too much avocado. We watch, you know, because I own a house. I know, I do too. <laughs> we we sat I've owned there. Two. Yeah, we sat there and we watched it, and I just at the end of it, I'm like, well, I'm never getting that time back. I told him like before we watched I, it, I told him I was like, this is the acting. There's a clown over there. Calm down. It's a lot of like that. It's like everyone's first job. The people who work at the pizza place, I'm pretty sure, own that pizza place, and just they were just hired to be yeah, the actors. It was, like, like it's it's that kind of acting. It was like the it's like the lady that um you know the lady that owns the flower store in the room. They're just oh, excited hi, to be on hi, the I didn't recognize. I didn't recognize. You. I will. I will still say this. I think Art the Clown is a great villain. I just think it is ridiculous, and I think it's too long. I thought I thought um Joe De, crazy Joe Devola from Seinfeld dressed up as Pagliacci was yes. was scarier That's than basically than, the same than Art the Clown. All right? Oh my gosh! Okay. But I I just I, I was like okay. Well, speaking of things we just watched, I finally have watched the Beckham documentary. I haven't watched both of these things yet, you cheater. Well, you know what? Skip Terrifier. Just watch the Beckham documentary. Sh- I I don't know if you know this, but I think Posh Spice was my first female crush. So I, I said, I was, I was like, I'm going to watch it today. It brought me back to like when Beckham was at his height, Spice Girls were at their height. I mean, that was like my jam, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. And that was my first CD. I had Spice World. Or no, the first Spice Girls album. Wannabe was my first tape. Single, mm-hmm. single tape. Yeah. Wanna be on one side and then something else on the other. I can't even remember what it was. Mine was Labouche. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Labouche? What the fuck is Labouche? Labouche is that, um, sweet that? dreams of rhythm and dancing. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, so man. good. Oh, I thought it was, I thought that was just, you know, one and, of those terrible Motion City <laughs> soundtrack tapes. Oh, no. <gasps> They're playing on um, January 6th. Oh, my God. Just so you know. Oh, man. I so think we're I'm going to go to Philly. I'm mm. going to go storm the Capitol instead of Stop. <laughs> Motion City soundtrack. And Posh. Commit that to memory. Was my favorite Spice Girl. From the beginning, Posh was always my favorite. And I had a Beckham jersey. When I went to Ireland, for when I was in my I was 20 years old <laughs> I was there Kendall and I bought and this was that would have been after he went to Real Madrid so I bought a Beckham jersey because I was obsessed with him like I really was obsessed with David Beckham do you still have it yeah it's probably my parents house yeah I mean I don't think I'll fit into it because I was it doesn't a matter. lot smaller when I was 20 years old but this documentary is so good he for how famous he is and how rich he is you would think he would be like a total knob and he is such a down-to-earth nice person. Like, he really is. He, you can tell he's, like, kind of mildly <laughs> uncomfortable with his fame. And he lives in this beautiful, like, palatial... Like, where you guys stayed when you went to England. Hey, nice estate. An estate with lots of land where no one can bother him. Shout out to James. And he's got those beautiful four Airbnb children. Host. And, like, them talking sure. about each other. But when they speak about each other, you can tell they genuinely love each other like when she talks about him it almost like makes you like emotional like the way she speaks about him and the way he speaks about her is kind of beautiful to watch like they just love each other so much but it's just it was a really good documentary i, I really enjoyed it rich pretty people find rich it pretty people i like the to love the each teaser. other that's, what that's did your wonderful. dad drive you to school <gasps> he in? did it Huh. <gasps> that looks so good. Okay, so um, Tammy's brother got an Art the Clown tattoo with the um, daisies over the eyes. Let me see it. And that actually looks fabulous. That's a very good tattoo. It's fucking ridiculous looking. I would never get it on my body, but <laughs> that's, <laughs> good that's for him. That's pretty fucking wild. Okay. Oh, man. So um, if you could get a tasteful Art the Clown tattoo, it's I very think good. that he's achieved it. 
Well, speaking so, I mean, of that, um, the big. British Premier League, um, the English Premier. I'm sorry, the English Premier League. Matt, what is your what is your pick for your month? You get to pick any movie you want, and you have picked Hobo with a Shotgun. No, you did you switch it up at the last minute? I'm gonna kill you. No, I didn't. What do you mean you didn't watch it? Swear to God, if I have to watch that fucking movie again, <laughs> what do you, what do you? <laughs> He Plus. compared Terrifier to that, and I was like, to be honest, Hobo the acting in Hobo with a Shotgun is actually better than Terrifier. Because you get, yeah, you get, you get Rucker, Rucker Hauer. I'm confused. That's the movie I watched. You watched Hobo with a Shotgun? Yeah, are you not prepared for this? No, I watched it. It's, what's that stupid fucking sh- Canadian show? Trailer Park Boys. God. <laughs> Aren't they in that? Not well, bo- no, one of them is. So stupid. Ricky is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I no. know. I what? Pr- tell us about your movie. I probably would have had to pick it. I would have had to sleep on the couch for like a month if I. Picked Spoiler alert for our listeners: This is going to be a heavy English Premier Football League skewing towards a certain club. Yes. So prepare yourselves. So my movie came out in 2022. It had a budget of approximately 86 million, with a worldwide gross of almost 239 million. Rotten Tomato score. I mean, the critic score was like 54 percent, so it's not fresh. Okay. But the audience score loved it. Starring there is starring a lot of people in this movie. Lots this is people. a huge ensemble. We're talking Aaron Taylor Johnston, Brian Tyree Henry. Hot. I Joey. can't believe Aaron Taylor Johnston is the first name that came out of your mouth. Joey King, hot. Quad Pro Quo alum, Michael Shannon, and kind of hot, and mm-hmm. Brad, Bullock? Brad Pitt. Why is he last? Who's that? I don't know. Who's Brad Pitt? Why was he last? Hot, hot, hot. Everyone hot. in this my, movie is hot. My movie is Bullet Train. Talk to me. I am ready. You are getting the new and improved me. Because if you put peace out in the world, you get peace back. I think you might be forgetting what you do for a living. Take the gun. Every job I do, somebody dies. I'm not that guy anymore. Some conflicts require a gun. Going around the room. Have you seen this movie? What are your thoughts about me picking it? Allie. I have seen this movie. You showed it to me. I was excited to watch it again because I think I had only watched it the one time. My parents fucking <laughs> love this movie, which should be a negative. <laughs> but uh, um, no, but I was, I was very excited to watch it again. And um, again, hot. Tammy. I saw it. I think I saw it with all of you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I made you guys watch it in your house. Okay, uh, Guido. I saw this movie, and I loved it, but find it interesting you didn't mention uh, my favorite character, which is a Fiji water bottle. Oh. (laughs) Terribly sorry. I was going to get to that. That was the big cameo that I was going to say. That's my favorite character. I'm just just saying. This movie was directed by uh, David Leach. He did John Wick 1, so the first one. Flawless. He did Deadpool 2. I've never seen Deadpool 2. And oh, it was good. Ask my parents about it. Fucking love it. It's not as <laughs> great. I don't, I don't think it was as good as the first one. Well, there's a quid pro quo with that, right? Mm-hmm. In this movie. Yeah, Atomic Blonde, which is basically John Wick, but with uh, Charlize Ooh, Theron. Ooh, James McAvoy. He also did that Fast and the Furious spinoff with The Rock and Jason Statham. Was Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. <laughs> so, and it was written by, well, it was adapted by Zach Olkiewicz. Um, he did this, Fear Street Part 2. Ooh, Fear Street's good. And The uh, Last Voyage of the Demita. It was also, because it's actually based on a book written by Kotaro Isaka. The, Our apologies to the Japanese people yes, for he's what we again just like, <laughs> Butchered. Just like Lone Wolf and Cub. I am so sorry, but... Hopefully you're, there won't be as many questions. You're doing your best. This book is his first adaptation for like uh, non-Asian audiences. Because all the other stuff is like... 
he they made movies, but it's all in like. So Japan. has Bullet Train been adapted for Japanese people in Japanese language, like without no no, the no whitewashing? No. no, this was the first. This was the first adaptation. Oh, of okay, Bullet Train. okay. And it's not a manga. I actually, read this book. I was because re- you know before the movie. Before the movie, yeah, because. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't like I said I didn't know it was a book because I saw the trailer for it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I found out it was a book, and then I read it. And then after seeing the trailer again, I was really interested in seeing how. I mean, they basically whitewashed it. Well, by whitewashed it, I mean there every, are Japanese people. Well, in yeah, this movie. but <laughs> yeah, and, plus, and plus it takes place in Japan because Japan only is like the only country that has a bullet train. Everyone, all the characters in the book are all Japanese. Japanese. There's you know like Ladybug is a Japanese. Lemon and Tangerine are Japanese. Even the wolf was Japanese. I'm real. I was just really excited to see how they handled that. Actually, and actually, because I guess because the uh, the movie was already greenlit to be made, that was when somebody bought the rights to the book and translated it and brought it to America. So yeah. So we open at a hospital. We're introduced to Kimura, aka like each person gets introduced you get like a name in like japanese and uh english kimura is known as aka the father yeah he's played by andrew koji uh his only real big credit right now he's on that um cinemax tv show warrior which is like uh i started watching it it's okay it's like a boardwalk empire but set in san francisco when um they're build you know when like they're building up san francisco with chinese migrant workers and Mm -hmm. stuff like that uh, he's watching over his injured son. He then gets harangued by his father, who also visits, known as the Elder. Dick. Played by uh, played by Hiroyuki Sanada. He is in Ringu, mm. the Japanese version of the original Ring, yeah, basically. He plays that. the boyfriend. So in the American version, it's Martin Donovan. He plays the boyfriend. Yeah. And That's us, a horror movie. Yeah, it is. And for uh, us non-horror weebs, uh, he was in John Wick 4, The Wolverine, and The Last Samurai. He's cool looking. Yeah, he's pretty cool So he's looking. pretty famous in America. Yeah. Well, you know, he's a... Famous he, in America? Well, well known. He's probably super famous in Japan. Oh, but sure. al- But also now, because he was also... I didn't write it down. He was in that... Uh, he was in the latest Mortal Kombat movie. Then uh, after that, it cuts to the title and a Japanese rendition of Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. It's like... I loved that. Yeah. And we are introduced to the main protagonist, codename Ladybug, played by Brad Pitt. Hot. You might know him from Cool World, True Romance, and The Favor. That's it. So you're picking That's his least it. recognizable movie. I literally went to Cool what? World. I literally went to IMDb. I scrolled to the very bottom of his billings. Cool of his, World of his like starring it, and I picked the first. Three. Oh my god! What are his most famous movies? Like, what did they put? Legends of the Fall. Oceans movie. He's fucking Seven. okay. He's fucking Brad Pitt. Moneyball. Mister and Mrs. Smith. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which you won an Oscar 12 for. Twelve Monkeys. Cool World. <laughs> Moneyball, the curious case. Yeah, that, that, that was criminal. Pornographic that. Roger Rabbit. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Whatever. So I funny. Can't I applaud you that. for that. He's talking to his handler on the phone. He's played by uh, Sandra Bullock, quad pro quo alum. What movies you. is she known for? Well, she's an alum from Love Potion Number Nine. She was in Demolition Man. And she was also in Quad Pro Quo alum 28 Days. We didn't do 28 Days. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's right. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's too bad. Thank goodness. She's also an Oscar winner. There's a lot of Oscar winners in the movie. So, uh, I guess uh, Ladybug. Oh, my um, gosh. Ladybug. Can you skip to the part where you get to Aaron Taylor Johnson? Johnson. 
Can we just get to him? Yeah, Is that that like, lemonade fella? Can we just talked about it. He's he's tangerine. He's tangerine. He's tangerine. Oh, he's Ladybug, gird your loins, okay? Oh no, I Try said to stay on your seat. I said okay? prepare I your snail trail comments. It's gonna be like this all night. Ladybug, I guess he's been, he's been he's been out of work. Uh, the humidity just, went up in this room. He just wanted a simple he just wanted a simple job to get back in after a few lucky mishaps. We gotta change out their pillows already. Oh, it's uh, moist. These microphones these are so pillows. moist. Funny, oh, show me your dirty pillows. No, there's men across. <laughs> I can't do that. Funny enough, Sandra Bullock actually replaced Lady Gaga for this part. I like Sandra Bullock in this movie, except for her fucking horrible shag mullet haircut that we see at the end. I thought it was. I need Kate meat Blanchett dress. If she's first. gonna do it, I need the meat dress. But I would love Lady Gaga to be in that. That would be so cool. She has a a great raspy like. Smoker's a sim- voice. It's a similar voice to Sandra Bullock because Sandra Bullock has a very similar, like, smoky, like deep voice. Yeah. All right. So it's a simple enough job. All he has to do, he has, he has to get on the bullet train. He has to find a particular suitcase, grab it, and then get off. Simple enough. He's right? so unlucky, though. Sounds simple. It's also uh, a last minute job. He's called in as a replacement for another guy named Carver. Yeah, his tum tum hurts. Apparently, you can do that in this, you know, this criminal organization. Well, yeah, they, they got health. They got a dental eye. From all the weird, you know, vending machines they have in Japan. Who so, would have thought a bucket hat was so sexy? I mean, not me. I still don't black, think it's that grave. That that was his idea. He probably he, just rolled up in his actual no, clothes. No, no, he wanted just like he Jeff wanted bridges did. Lebowski. He wanted to wear the bucket hat because for some reason he wanted uh, he thought that his character reminded him a lot of Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. Because <laughs> he was unlucky? So that's why... That's a why, little bit he is, yeah. That's why he was wearing the, the hat. That's <laughs> that was funny. his idea. That's funny. So yeah, he gets on the bullet train and funny, you know, fun fact, the bullet train or known over there, it's a, a Shinkansen, are noted for being remarkably quiet and stable. So production didn't have to use like the rickety thing that they normally use when they're shooting train scenes cause, like for like regular trains in America this train is so fast and it's so quiet it doesn't like shake like he's still unlucky because turns out he dropped his ticket and just as we find out he dropped his ticket all the other players in the movie are introduced starting we go back to Kimura because he's on the train he's the one that bumped into Ladybug making him drop his ticket and all that shit uh, we find out that Kimura's son was Kimura's son who's in the hospital was pushed off a building and the culprit is on this train. They contacted Kimura, and they're like, I'm on the train. Come find me. Is that the little girl? Mm-hmm. The not Moret's girl. He goes to, yeah, he goes to the seat. The prince? Is that what her name is? Yeah, she's. Joey, Joey King. She's King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, go, he goes, yeah, he goes to the seat where she is. He's expecting a dude, like, you know, and she's like, oh, my God, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, also not British in real life. And she then tases him. She's like, you found me. So good. Ask my father about this person. Okay. Why? So she is in that Channing Tatum White uh, White House down. Not White House down. What is it? With Jamie Foxx. No, it is White House down. No, 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 no. The one with Channing Tatum. Not the one with. White House down. Oh. Olympus is falling is the one with Gerard. So White House down with with, uh, Channing Tatum. So she's Uh, in that. My parents saw it, and my dad felt the need to say, that child's really uh, unattractive. This was when she was The child like, is unattractive. The child, this is when she was like eight. My dad was oh, like, really? that child's really unattractive. Something about her face, very homely. Say, she's, she's very... Yes. I think she's beautiful. She had to mature. she's very interesting looking. Dad. We also get introduced... We also are introduced to the twins, a.k.a. Tangerine. Hot. Played by Aaron Taylor Johnston. You know him from Kick-Ass, Nocturnal Animals, and Age of Ultron. And Lemon... 
Brian Tyree Henry. He's mm. from Eternals, The Woman in the Window, and uh, Into the Spider Verse. He's really funny. Who, He's great. Who again are twins? Air quotes because. For those of you that, you know, don't know and haven't seen this movie, Aaron Taylor Johnson is white, white and British. What do you keep in track of? And Brian... How many times oh, I make these a are, sound or... How many times um, I say hot? No, these are my... This is my thirsty comment counter. Thirsty comment, Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So five. We're on five now. All right. And, oh, um, so I go up from heel. And Brian Tyree Henry is african-american that's like going to be a running gag too because you know they keep saying they are twins oh no they're not (laughs) they're having a discussion about you know their previous jobs and all that and we find out the lemon has a penchant for thomas the tank engine oh my gosh all he does is talk about i love it i think it's adorable thomas the tank engine sucks he's like oh it's a show you know he taught me a lot about anything he's like about people about people and who's next to them but um a guy who's named the sun Played by Logan Lerman. From Percy Jackson. Yes, yes, because when they're having that whole talk. And 310 to Yuma. Yeah, 310 to Yuma and uh, that show Hunters or whatever on Amazon. And when he's talking to him because like he's like, he's saying how all these people and, you know, people always fall into these groups like Thomas. And he's like, you remind me of a Percy. You're a diesel. Yeah, he calls he calls the son Percy. Percy. Which is an a nod to um, him playing Percy Jackson. While they're talking, they're they're like, oh yeah, you know, we killed 16 people to get to you. 17. What is important are the 17 dead bodies we left getting you back from the triad that kidnapped you with the plans to ransom you to your extremely psychotic fucked up father. Actually, it's 16. What's that now? 16 kills, mate. No, it was 17. It's 16. Seven, you're starting to get on my fucking tits. 16. I'll smash my fucking head through a brick wall. Well, maybe that'll help your memory, because The fuck is wrong with you, man? It was 17, goddammit. I want to fucking strangle you. Do you mind if we do this right now? Don't worry about it. And then they recapped it, and this comes to the reason why I picked this movie. This scene, and a few other instances, because we see on Tangerine's phone, and his phone case has a sticker on it, and it is... West Ham United's West Ham crest on the back of his phone. That can't be the only reason. And when that's they, fucking it, stupid. It's all he needs. Fucking Balland. Trust me. What's Balland? It's a pee pee. It's a dick in England. <laughs> what? Well, a Balland is a dick. <laughs> when you call someone a Balland, you're calling them a dick. Is it about? We're going soccer? to um, take a quick break, and you can learn about one of the other amazing podcasts on the Deluxe Edition Network. Be right back. Are you a fan of all things nerdy? Do you love delving into the latest pop culture trends while also staying updated on the news of the day? Hey there, fellow enthusiasts. Professor Aubrey here, and I'm thrilled to invite you to join us on Friends Talking Nerdy Podcast, where we dive deep into all things geeky, from movies and TV shows to video games and comics. That's right, folks. It's Tim the Nerd, your friendly neighborhood geek, ready to discuss the latest professional wrestling updates alongside our takes on tech innovations and the entertainment industry. But that's not all. We also understand the importance of mental health, and we weave in thoughtful discussions on self-care and mindfulness. So, if you want to geek out while also taking care of your well-being, tune in to Friends Talking Nerdy. Friends Talking Nerdy, where pop culture meets mindfulness. Listen now on all major podcast platforms. And we're back! <laughs> so, after, after, because uh, Lemon and Tangerine are having the argument about how many people they killed, it cuts to a super violent comedic flashback of how many people they killed and they're actually tallying they're like they kill one one two three four and so on to the tune i'm forever blowing bubbles (laughs) 
So that is the song of West Ham United. Yes, that is West Ham's official anthem. Which Matt is a very big West Ham supporter. I am a hammer. This this version, is, it's funny because it's actually, <laughs> I mean, much to Ali's chagrin, I play it every Saturday before a match. Okay, first of all, let's add on to that, that you don't just play this version, you play another version, and sometimes I feel like you play three versions of the song before a West Ham match. Yes. So we get the Engelbert Humperdinck version. We get the Cockney Boys one. The oh, well, I'll forever blow it, Bubba. I'll talk, like about, that I'll talk one. about that one later. And then we get in a third one. Sometimes he plays. He plays them all three in a row. Whilst he's getting ready in the kitchen, he's cleaning his West Ham pint glass or his West Ham mug. Uh, mug. And then he's in there blasting it like a fucking like what do they call them over there? Hooligan? Hooligan. A wanker. So yeah, so they're killing people. It finally gets up to 16, and then we get to number 17, just as the song concludes, which is actually the director. Because actually, David Leach, he did get started as a stuntman. All right, so yeah, he gets blown up by a car. We also get a little backstory on um, on Sorry. Lemon and Tangerine's <laughs> employer, who is not David Beckham, and we don't need to keep talking about David Beckham. <laughs> we uh, always um, need to talk about David Beckham. Who is also known as the White Death, and that find out that Lemon and Tangerine are the ones that are the owners of the briefcase that Ladybug has already stolen. Just as Ladybug is about to get off the train, he is accosted by a man getting on. Cut back to Kimura, who comes to oh. and finds out that his assailant, who is known as the Prince, Joey King, she now has the upper That's hand on Kimura because she says she has a man at the hospital watching his son, Wataru, and if she doesn't contact this guy every 10 minutes or if she doesn't answer the phone... Bitch. He's going to kill. She's just Russian. Appreciate the outfit and also her flawless British accent, even though she's not British. It took she's her, American. Yeah, apparently she practiced every day for like three hours. She did a good job, and that outfit she's wearing is... You know, because we get a lot of cuts, because there's a lot of players, a lot of moving parts on this in this movie. We cut back to Tangerine and Lemon, who are freaking out because the suitcase, or the briefcase, is missing. And they're like, oh shit, well you know the White Death, if you don't, he will fucking murder you. Or even if you um, are like five minutes late with something that he needs. The White Death is their boss? Their boss. He's also like a major, uh, you know, the head of the biggest, most ruthless, organized crime thing in the world. And we get a brutal montage slash backstory of the White Death, because he's like Russian, and he like makes his way up the Yakuza, like beating the shit out of people left and right, and then he betrays everyone, kills everyone, the Yakuza and becomes the head. When they're like, okay, it's go time. We gotta find we gotta find this briefcase and we gotta make sure the sun's okay. It cut they cut back another rendition of Bubbles. This one by the Cockney Rejects, released in nineteen eighty Celebration of West Ham United winning the FA Cup, their last trophy for at least 43 years until they won one this past year. And the We are twi- not affiliated with West Ham in any way. And the <laughs> twins find out that the son is now dead. They come to him. He's sitting there. He's like bled out of his eyes and he's just like, Bleh. we get another backstory montage with football in it because it's, it's like in Mexico or something. Get some crazy song playing. 
and it's like this little kid his mom dies he grows up he becomes oh, a he becomes a, a get it's the wolf yeah it's a backstory on this guy called the wolf who we find out now and is played by um bad bunny bad bunny i have no idea who that is he's apparently. puerto rico bad bunny is a puerto rican banished trap rapper i have a t-shirt of his and what Hot. It, it's got a bad bunny on it i mean do you Hot. blame this guy well, yeah, yeah. This whole thing was so fucking ruthless. They murdered his wife. Oh, uh, yeah, that's day. like the wedding scene. That's yeah, that's crazy. the wedding scene. But like, it's because you know he works a little the, over the top. He works for this big cartel guy. I'm assuming El Seguado or whatever he's called. It sounds like a cartel name. So I think he was really the target. But you know, they killed everybody, and he thinks that because Ladybug was also at this wedding. You know who yeah. Bad Bunny is. You've seen those Cheetos commercials with Bad Bunny in them. Right now, the only hot. Com- right now, the only commercials I see all the time are those fucking jagoffs <laughs> singing about T-Mobile to Oklahoma. Bad Bunny, or you know, the Wolf. He's sworn vengeance. He sees Brad Pitt just as he's about to get off the train, and then he like punches him back onto the train. A big fight ensues. Bad Bunny actually punched Brad Pitt in the face during this fight sequence. Jesus, dude, what the fuck, man? Very unprofessional. Has and- a thing happened where he yells at the old lady yet? No, not yet. Oh, I love it. And then, and then also during <laughs> during this fight scene, uh, I think um, Brad Pitt hits uh, the wolf with a bottle of Miraval, which we all know that um, that's Brad Pitt's wine. It's his rosé with Angelina yeah. Jolie. After the fight, in, after the fight, um, because what happens is uh, Bad Bunny or the wolf throws a knife. Ladybug deflects it with his briefcase. It goes back and kills Bad Bunny. Or the wolf, whatever. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. He's like, yeah. he's like, mi corazón. And then he falls. My heart. And then he break. He also like breaks his neck on the briefcase. It's a lot of dead people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's very lucky that that happened. Well, Brad Pitt is super ultra Captain Mega lucky. I also feel like Brad Pitt feels bad every time he kills somebody accidentally in this movie. Like, I feel like he doesn't actually want this job. No, 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 like, he didn't. He's, he's just like... I'm filling like in guns. for a coworker. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be. Not even off supposed of... to be here today. Yes, he's, he's Dante, and he's <laughs> supposed to be off of the train by now. Yeah, he was. So supposed... he should have. He missed two stops at this point. No, he was supposed to one. get off at that stop. That was his stop. Oh, okay. now he's stuck oh, on the train. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so he's in between at this point. Okay, he's okay. already missed one stop. He just seems like so tired at the beginning of the movie, and <laughs> I'm just like, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> So, and then also, I guess, because, um, like, Brad Pitt's talking to Sandra Bullock on the phone about these people, and he's like, oh, I never remember anybody, or I don't remember this face. In real life, Brad Pitt also has prosopopagnosia, a condition that impairs the ability to recognize familiar faces, including one so face. So, it's basically the facial version of aphasia. So, mm-hmm. what Bruce Willis has... He ha- Brad Pitt has the version where you don't recognize people even though you've met them like a bunch of times. Like you, you can't recognize their face. So while getting off, trying to get off the train again, Ladybug recognizes and remembers Tangerine and Lemon. Stories intermingle as the prince sets Tangerine and Lemon after Ladybug. She's like, oh yeah, he's the guy with the briefcase with the hat and the glasses. Ladybug confronts Lemon in the quiet car, which a funny fight scene happens because like while they're fighting... There's this lady that keeps like telling them to shush, and then he ends up like telling her to eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> and he's like, the, oh. out, the outtakes for this scene are the fucking best. And he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm working on it. Eat a bag of dicks, Sharon. 
Because they started fighting. It's hilarious. Be- they started fighting because there's a miscommunication about dead people on the train. Lemon thinks that, you know, Brad Pitt killed the son and... Logan Lerman. Yeah. Okay. And um, Brad, you know, Ladybug is thinking Lemon is talking about the wolf on the back. Like, they, they even Oh, Bad to, Bunny. Yeah, Bad okay. Bunny. I feel like Brad Pitt's character doesn't have, like, a stake in this game. Like, I know he's, like, been hired, but I feel like every time someone comes up to him, he's like, dude, I'm just getting a briefcase. Like, it's just like... He's like, I just want to get the briefcase who and get is the Who is he, he working for? The well, Russian guy? We don't know yet. Because oh, okay. He's he's ta- he just took the job last minute because the Carver guy. It just seems like he has no like skin in this game. Yeah, because <laughs> because his handler is the one that arranged it all. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Okay, okay, okay. And if there isn't enough on this train, we find out that there is a poisonous, technically venomous, venomous snakes aren't poisonous. Shout out venomous. to Taylor. There's a venomous snake on the loose. Ladybug gives his hat and glasses to a guy on the train, which, hey, it's Channing Tatum. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Forever unclean. Are you making you uncomfortable over there? Yeah, I'm dried up. That was rehearsed not at all. Nope. Ta- all right. Tangerine, fall- <laughs> Tangerine falls for it. He, like, goes up to Channing Tatum and is like, oh, you're the guy. He's like, wait, is this the sex stuff? Is this the sex stuff? I mean, if your name is Tangerine, yes, it is the sex stuff. Wait, and Tangerine's... And Lemon. Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? Tangerine is Aaron Taylor Johnson. These Every time you say Tangerine and Lemon, I'm like, Tangerine is a prostitute in my mind. I can hear that. I I, I hear that. And then Ladybug escapes. Meanwhile, the Prince and Kimura now have the suitcase... And she makes Kimura try and open it. The twins are told to get off at the next stop and show the White Death's men they have the sun and the case. And then, you know, of course, we get to see another uh, West Ham nod because we get to see his phone case again because you see the crest. And then also he even has... The hammers. He has their old crest tattooed on his forearm, if you notice that. Also, another Easter egg in this, one one of the White Death's henchmen on the train platform is dressed like Odaisu from Old Boy. So now, again, the twins are still after Ladybug, but Lemon is still insistent that someone else is responsible for the son's death. He's like, there's a fucking diesel running about. A diesel. Diesels are the fucking worst. And he has stickers. He has Thomas the Tank Engine stickers mm-hmm. that he sticks on to people. He's a grown man, carries stupid. It's a diesel. Thomas the Tank Engine. Which one's Diesel? Is Diesel the brown one? Diesel's stickers. the black one. He's a big, like, square. Oh, he's, he's, he's the, the, coal, the mean one. He's the coal He's the coal train. He's the bad guy. Yeah, he's the mean one. He carries the coal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now Ladybug is hiding in a toilet in the bathroom with a smart toilet. A which toilet. I guess apparently was Brad Pitt's idea. He wanted to have a smart toilet in the bathroom. And he brought it up the day before shooting the scene, so they had to scramble to go find one and install it. Find Do you me think this he 10, just wanted a toilet, toilet? Like a smart toilet? You just think he wanted that? I don't know. Maybe. His butt's really sensitive. No, he definitely took it home after these, you know. And then cut again to uh, Kimura opens the case. The prince, she puts a bomb in it because she's going to blow up the white death with it apparently ladybug is on the phone with sandra bullock again and she finds out that there is another assassin on the train god codenamed the hornet that's uh zazzy betts she's in deadpool 2 she's also uh she works with brian tyree uh henry on atlanta but then also lemon finds ladybug while they're talking about the hornet they have a big fight 
in the snack car, which another moment of brevity. I, I, and the thing that I like about this movie is I like how the fight scenes, there's always, they're not like super serious. There's always something happening that then it'll there's make There's nothing you, serious about then this it'll make, movie. Then it'll make you go like, ha <laughs> ha. I love like, it. A lot like, of people uh, are dying. Because like they're fighting. It's hilarious. They're fighting and then um, Karen... Fukunawa, I think her real name is the girl from, from the uh, boys. Yeah, from the boys who plays right. Kamiko. She's the she's the snack cart girl, and he's like, "Oh, do you have anything? Can I get a water? Do you have anything like sparkling?" And she's like, and he's like, "Oh, I don't have any money. Do you mind?" And Lemon has to pay for it. And then as soon as she leaves, he throws it at him and hits him in that fucking head. Do you? Does this movie scare you from going on a bullet train when we go to Japan? No. Which he wants to go to for his 40th birthday. I want to go on a bullet train. It'll be fun. That's a great idea. That's like three I've always years wanted from to go now. There. Yeah, so we have time to save up because it'll be fucking expensive. The white, so the White Death's henchmen, because they're in constant contact with Lemon and Tangerine, they force Lemon and Tangerine to get out the next stop again. But since Lemon is nowhere to be found, Ladybug stands in for Lemon because they're like, they've never seen us. They don't know who the fuck we are. And they have a briefcase. Brad Pitt like spirals it and it opens it and like a bunch of panties and like a dildo falls out. That's what you get in Japan, man. Ladybug then kicks Lemon off the train and... Lemon. Or no, not Lemon. I mean Tangerine. Kicks tangerine. Tangerine off the train. I haven't, you haven't done your Michael Caine impression yet. And then meanwhile, Lemon finds the prince... And Kimura, he threatens to shoot them both because he's like, one of you is fucking Diesel. And if you don't fucking admit who it is, I'll shoot you both. And the prince rats out Kimura. He shoots Kimura. Tangerine somehow jumps back onto the train, Mission Impossible style, and then starts punching through the window with Which his Which is crazy because these bullet trains are real fast, yo. He runs after that train and then punches into I mean, it. There's it no was accelerating. On, there's no conductors on these trains either. Oh, it's all robots? It's all robots. They have no conductors. That's a pain. And I feel like they're like Hello Kitty themed. <laughs> they're oh, yeah, because they had that. They had, that, they had, they that had like ad- a mascot there. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was like a it's fam- like a kitty. It's, no, it's like a kid car where it's like an anime cartoon character. Theme. Yes, I love I everything know, about it. I don't know if that's a real anime character or not. This whole movie just, it's like a video game. I, oh. I imagine it's kind there of are like different what levels. going to Tokyo is like, there to be honest. There are bosses, you know. And then, like, Lemon realizes that the prince was lying, that she sold out, that she, you know, she's the one, she's the diesel. And just as he's about to shoot her, he passes out because Guido's favorite character, the Fiji water bottle, was oh. spiked with sleeping powder by Ladybug. There we That's go. That's right. Every time we say Ladybug, I get so confused by the names. That's Brad Pitt. You say Ladybug. I want to, and this is me in my like sexist mind. I think it's Joey King. Joey King is Prince. Ladybug is Brad Pitt. Oh, I I, picture Rodney Dangerfield. I assume. I get no respect. Hey, hey. I assume Ladybug Ladybug was Sandra Bullock because in the initial scene. Her code name is actually Maria Beetle, which is a, a shout out to the book. That's its actual title in Japanese. Nice. Yeah, totally cool. thought it was the personal effect. There's just there I love all the names in this, but it, it does confuse me. So a bit. the <laughs> prince, Joey King, shoots Lemon, presumably kills him, RSVP Lemon. <gasps> funny <gasps> Funny enough, Joey King and Brian Tyree Henry scenes were mostly improvised. And I mean, I know we mentioned her earlier, but now we're like we're actually finally we finally see the Hornet on screen. Like I said, Zazie Betts. She's known from Deadpool Two. She was also in Joker. And uh, Atlanta. Oh, that's right. And we see her. She's the one that actually did kill the son 
Logan Lerman, whatever. Logan Lerman. And she also killed Bad Bunny's wedding party. Like he killed, she killed the whole wedding. She poisoned the cake. She's now the drink. Unfortunately, <laughs> she killed Kimiko, you know, the drink cart attendant. And she's now the drink cart attendant. She fights Ladybug in the drink cart while saying like bitch every other word. Ladybug kills the Hornet with her own venom. Then he's like sitting there. <laughs> I really she's like bleeding out of her I eyes. I really love this yeah. part because she's like di- she's like dying and he was the one that had the, he got the anti-venom. He's so polite. He's like, oh, hey, can I, hey, can, can I hold, you want me to hold your hand? No. Do you, do you, do you want some water? Warm <laughs> towel. Maybe. You okay? So he dresses up the dead body of the hornet to look like she's sitting there drinking with the dead body of the wolf. There's a, a <laughs> mass of dead bodies in this train. And then just <laughs> calculating and up. Also, we cut to Tangerine who finds he finds Lemon's body in the bathroom mm. and is beside himself with grief. Aww. We get a we get a sad version of Bubbles then. So many bubbles. And there's a flashback to when him and Lemon are watching the Hamas. Well, I, I'm assuming they grew up in like foster care together, probably. Yeah, it cuts. It's a flashback of them sitting there watching it as little kids. They're watching a West Ham match, and that is an actual match that they Ooh. were watching. It took place on March 13th, 1999. They played Chelsea, fucking Rent Boys. And, and they they won oh. one one to nil. And since yeah. they, you know Tangerine thinks Lemon is dead, he gets a call from the White Death now, not just his handlers, and he basically tells the White Death to fuck off. So he's do like, we know who the White Death is now? Not yet. And the White Death says he's going to show up. He's going to kill everyone on the train. He's like, well, you know, have fun with that. And we find out the White Death apparently like bought all the seats on the train now. So the only people that are there are the are the main ca- are the characters now. All the other attendants. But Channing Tatum's still there. No, he got off. Oh, right. did he get off the train? Because oh, he while, got off. No, because while he's hot, t- while Tangerine is like walking and telling off the White Death, that's when Sorry. he that's when he walks past Channing Tatum and we see him again. He's like, man, yeah, he's still got that fucking accent and it's hot as hell. He's not hairy enough. Hell, Channing Tatum. Yeah, you do He's like I'm swarthy. You like I'm swarthy. He's what is what is the um, Beverly Hills matchmaker? She call him slip slip and slide. Oh, when they're shaved, yeah, yeah. slip and slide, yeah, 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 yeah. And again, just as the prince is about to get hers, luck intervenes on her behalf because Lemon's about to kill her. Because I mean, Tangerine is about to kill her because Lemon put a sticker on a diesel sticker on a her diesel, back. and he's like, "My brother, my heat, my gold rest his soul." Because she's really good at crying. Because even he says, like, like, fuck! Fuck, you're so good at that! Look at that single tear! How'd you do that? And he put, but he put the diesel sticker on her back. He's like, what, yeah. bro? And then he's just about to shoot her. Ladybug shows up and she does the whole, oh my god! <laughs> she's very good at the poor and then, little, and then I'm they, very scared. And then they fight. Ladybug kills Tangerine with his own gun. Mm. RSVP Tangerine. So there's one stop to go, and somehow the elder. Kimura's father from the very beginning yeah he got on the train somehow can I ask where do they start and where do they end they start in Tokyo they start in Tokyo and they end in Kyoto in Kyoto okay Mm -hmm. and how far of a train ride is that do you know I have no idea oh okay because a bullet train it's probably only like you know because it's going super no but not the time but I mean like the actual distance was what I was wondering yeah. Five hours and 50 minutes. Ooh. Wow. By, by, by car. By, yeah, by car. car. What's the what's the mileage? But by um, bullet train, it's probably like... Bullet train is probably like under two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 449 
kilometers. And now par for the course, there, you know, because like with everybody on this train, there's more than what meets the eye. We find out that the elder was a former lieutenant of the guy the White Death usurped. He was in the Yakuza, and the White Death almost killed him. What a twist! The elder sat there and told Ladybug his whole story. He's like, yep, this is what happened to me. Blah, blah, blah. And upon hearing the elder's tale, they go to get Kimura, only to find out that both Kimura and Lemon are still alive because Lemon was wearing a bulletproof vest. Thank, Thank goodness. goodness. It is. By bullet train from Kyoto Station to Tokyo Station is two hours and nine minutes. Good hey, guessing. That's like about as long as how, that's how long the movie is when you think about it. Two hours? It's like watching the Titanic, except the Titanic movie actually took longer. And had boobs. <laughs> well, yeah, this is in Japan. All right, count that, that on your counter. Yeah, that's your that's your count. Count it on your counter. You said there. boobs. So boobs. I said boobs once. Doesn't matter. Count. Count <laughs> twice. Count it, counter. Count it, counter. Yeah, it's like two hours and nine minutes from Kyoto to Tokyo on the bullet train. But yeah, but Lemon is still alive. But unfortunately, they go to the next. They go back to the other car, and Tangerine is actually quite dead because he wasn't wearing a neck vest when he got shot. In the he neck. didn't protect his neck. What are the chances that he's going to be the next James Bond? Really, Aaron Taylor Johnson? Oh, oh. yeah, like <gasps> up there in the top three, in my opinion. Really? Well, the Broccoli family says that they have not even like started talking about the reinvention of Bond, but I would sign off on Aaron Taylor Johnson being. I want Bond. Idris Elba. I thought they were gonna do a black guy. Idris Elba. I love Idris Elba. He's Idris. at this point too old. It's Idris. And by the time they do it, sorry, sorry. By the time they do Idris. it, he's gonna be. Too old. So for me, it's Plus Aaron kind of, Taylor they Johnson. Couldn't af- they couldn't afford him now. The guy from uh, Michael B. Jordan, The Haunting of Hill House. Sla- he's not, not British. <laughs> they about- do not do uh, non-British people. Yeah. What about the well, guy I mean, that plays Spider Man? They do non. I mean, they. He's too short. So what? Tom Holland. Yes. He, I am like three inches taller than that person. Oh my god, I don't, <laughs> no. okay, right. no. right. I don't care. No. Okay. No. I don't care. I would do Aaron Taylor Johnson. The guy from The Haunting of Hill House and The Invisible Man. That guy. What? Yeah. The, the... Yeah. Beautiful. And I would do the dude from Bridgerton. The, the Duke. The Duke. Oh, yum. Hot. I want Matt Berry. Oh. I would vote for What the Guido. fuck are you doing? The name Long, is... The name is... Long. The name is Bond. Guido James Bond. <laughs> is this this? Yeah, so, um... Everyone is on edge, and they're about to kill each other, but the Elder brings them all together to kill the White Death. And a funny, you know, because at that point, you know, everybody's pointing fingers at each other. Ladybug says, when we are quick to anger, we are slow to understand. You know, I didn't know this, but this made me appreciate the movie even more. This is a paraphrase of lyrics from the song Witch Hunt by one of my favorite bands, Rush. Quick Quick to judge, quick to anger slow to understand. Have you said who the the guy is yet? The White Death? Yeah. No, because we're finally about to see who he is. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought Allison! We, I'm sorry. I thought we saw him beforehand. I'm sorry. He has a very distinct face. We finally see the White <laughs> Death's face, and he's none other than Quad Pro Quo alum, Michael Shannon. Is he hot? Yes. In is his own hot? way. Yeah. In his own way. Not in this movie. He looks like an aged 
Elvis Presley. <laughs> like, I like him with a Russian has, accent. Um, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing in this he looks, movie. He looks like an even more fucked okay. up version of Mickey Rourke. In the, he's, he's hotter with gangrenous fingers. Ew. Let's put it that way. Looks <laughs> like the bad guy in Cowboy Bebop. In the Bebop. original book, is, is the guy Russian? No. So that was his choice? No, that was the director's choice. Oh, okay. Can you do a Russian accent? But it's no, also not like really. The long hair, like because Michael Shannon did play G, um, Elvis in like a TV movie. Yeah, when he met Nixon. Yes, and so I was like, were they filming this at the same time? <laughs> like, so I wasn't sure. in the third act, David Leach originally wanted the White Death to appear, you know, mild mannered, or I mean, well mannered in a tailor cut suit. Michael Shannon was the one that shot down the idea because this whole thing is the white because another thing about the white dad's backstory he's been in seclusion since his wife died and the wife was like his, the love of his life he suggested that he should wear loose fitting clothing as if to suggest the white death has become so consumed with grief over the death death of his wife that he has worn the exact same clothes for like two years white death's men get on the train and the ragtag group that's left are about to ambush them we then find out also this was all a plan by the White Death to get them to kill each other since they were all inadvertently responsible for his wife's death. All of them were responsible for Michael Shannon's wife's death. Yes, because Lemon and Tangerine did a job in Bolivia where they wiped out his crew. He had to go to Bolivia to clean up that mess, which then... Left his wife by herself. Yeah. Vulnerable. Oh, so it's that he he blames them for mm-hmm. this. But that, mm-hmm. They didn't really cause his wife's but like, death, though. But, um, and because of his stupid son. Logan Lerman. Yeah, Logan Lerman. So wait, is also the girl, is that his daughter? The prince, yeah. The she prince is, is his daughter. Is his daughter. Yeah. Like a bastard daughter? No, or like his he, actual daughter. His actual daughter, but he, you know, since she's a girl and he's Russian. Doesn't give a fuck about her. Okay, fuck. okay. So, so she's trying to be like. And but she has son no, have. but no Russian accent. But like the Hornet, the Hornet also killed you know the surgeon that was going to save his wife, right? And he's like, and now it leads me to the man that actually killed my wife, who he thinks is Ladybug. But he's like, no, I'm filling in for that asshole Carver, who we find out Ryan Reynolds. Oh no, hot? No, you guys don't think Ryan Reynolds is hot? Yeah, is he hot or not? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's hot. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds That's extremely hot. Ryan Reynolds extremely short cameo as Carver was filmed remotely while he was on the set of his Netflix film The Adam Project. And it was humorously remarked that it was payback for Brad Pitt being in Deadpool 2 for 2 seconds. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you because <laughs> Brad Pitt, Sandy B, Channing Tatum, and Ryan Reynolds, and they are all in each other's movies in the same year respectively. So like they did that like Brad Pitt, Sandy B, and Channing Tatum were all in that. What Lost was it City. called? The Lost City. My parents love that. Yeah, because apparently that book Channing Tatum was reading, that book that Channing Tatum was reading on the train, yeah, that was one of Sandra Bullock's characters' books from The Lost City. This, this, um, the bomb in the case with the money goes off. A slow motion action fight goes also goes off as the train speeds out of the station. Okay. It's much better in the in the movie than the book. The book was pretty tame as an ending. The train then collides with another and is out of control. It then like wrecks into it like crashes into the wall in the station, goes over. The elder kills the white death, presumably just as the train crashes into a wall. Then we find out the white death isn't dead. He's about to kill Ladybug with the gun that the prince put a bomb in, blows up and kills the white death's 
They're all sitting there like, oh my god, what the fuck just happened? Kimura and the elder leave, and Tangerine, I mean, uh, the prince is there with a gun about to shoot them all. She gets hit by a tangerine truck. <laughs> she does. Which we find out was driven by Lemon. Ladybug's, ha- Ladybug's handler shows up, you know, S- Sandra Bullock, to rescue him. Yes, she has a terrible haircut. It's probably... A shag mullet. It's, it's awful. It's even worse than her haircut in the blind side. And the movie's over. Roll credits. I like how, like, the main bad guy dies by using the gun that his daughter... Booby-trapped, like, gave him. two and a half hours before. So, a few more fun facts. Brad Pitt did 95% of his own stunts in this film. That's Oh, really my cool. God. Brian Tyree Henry also did, and he needed to uh, be in crutches because of an injury he sustained on set. The COVID-19 pandemic impacted this film. This film was supposedly, uh, you know, set in multiple locations, but it was shot on just two sound stages in Los Angeles. What? And it was one of the first movies that had to adhere to, like, the pandemic guidelines. Oh, okay. And it was really only shot over a period of four months. But, um, yeah, so that was... My movie? Pass, yeah. fail around the room for Mad Appreciation Month. Matt's pick. Who would you like to start with? Uh, I'll start with you. Well, I'm going to pass it. It's just a fun movie. Tammy? I'm going to agree with you on that one, especially because the main characters are not the ones dealing with the sadness. It's more so them being in the driver's seat of like being the workers of getting this briefcase. But also... There's no redeeming characters in these yeah, movies. They're all yeah, bad exactly. people. They're, they're all bad people. So you're rooting for the least bad person, which is Brad Pitt. Like, yeah, exactly. Everyone else is terrible. I'm rooting for Lemon. I'm rooting for Tangerine. But they're all they're all killers. Terrible. Like, we don't yeah. care about them. But Yeah, because, yeah. you know, Lemon shot Ladybug twice before in but even Bolivia. But like, even, like, the guy with his wife. Like, or Johannesburg, I mean. Like, the Japanese guy with his wife, like... You were head of like an organized crime family, so like let's be honest, you're not a good person either. So we're gonna let's calm down on the on the moral high ground here. No, I pass it. It was it was great. It was entertaining. I enjoyed it. It was action packed the whole time. Uh, Guido, yeah, um, I pass it. Uh, but a couple things. One, oh. our uh, slot counters up to twenty six. These hens have uh, said hot. And uh, Are you including something yourself thirsty. as a hen? Why is it a slut count? Get ready for the next episode. That's going to be higher. 26. It's going to be even Ooh, it's be so much higher. My favorite part of this movie is at the end. Like, other than the the water bottle really coming into effect. Oh, yeah. that I forgot again to mention that I totally got derailed. On, I see on. what you did there. <laughs> Dude. You silly goose. About that derailing. Can Remember, you get derailed? Remember when Brad Pitt's just flying through the air in the middle of all? I of do like the, the slow mo, like yeah. <laughs> and he and he, and he finds something like cushy to to cushion his fall. It's like it's really awesome. I like that. Yeah, and it's funny because the face that he was making during that slow mo, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we could call up Lee and Cinda and ask them to confirm it, but he was making <laughs> the, he was making the same face that he made with his brief cameo in. Deadpool 2 is like, oh, um, I met my parents would know. A pass around the board, babe. Well, yeah, good for your pick, good for pick. your birthday month. Yeah. Happy birthday, babe. Yeah. Go West Ham. Go West Ham. We're yep. forever blowing bubbles. Yeah, they play tomorrow. Who's bubbles? The Mad Appreciation Month train keeps rolling on. And uh, Tammy, it's your pick next week. Uh, 
Tammy, quid pro quo. That was a really cute lead into my episode. <laughs> so thank you. Um, so my satirical romance choice received 6.9 out of a 10 on IMDb. Nice. Which, in my opinion, <laughs> is pretty darn good. Directed by Brian Hengeland. Helgeland. Hengeland, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Starring Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Mm. Mark Addy. Rufus Sewell. And introducing Shannon Sossaman. Let's see if you can guess this. The tagline is, From peasant to knight. One man can change his stars. <gasps> oh. We are talking about A Knight's Tale. Oh my god. And where can people watch A Knight's Tale? They can stream this shit on Hulu, TBS, or TNT. Amazing. Or if they don't have any of those things, which if you don't have... Well, I guess if you don't have cable, you can't do TBS or TNT. We watched it on Hulu, but yeah. Well, yeah. we have Hulu Live. So um, yeah. so, or you can rent it on... Prime Video or Amazon. We are at Quad Pro Quo Pod across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we are part of the Deluxe Edition Network. You can find out more about us and the other podcasts on the network at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Featured podcasts for the month of November are Take on the World and Beard Laws. And you can suggest a theme month by DMing us on social media or going to our website. <laughs> and please rate and review us wherever you podcast. And until next also, week. Oh, sorry. And support also, West yeah. Ham. Well, no, no, no. Also, you know, just to continue with uh, Matt Appreciation Month. As we, oh, me- yes, as we mentioned on the, um, on the first episode, uh, we would like to possibly raise awareness about the um the rebuilding of oxford's main street from the horrible fire that happened which is also on our website so please don't yes links are also on uh, the website and you know if you want to support and you know help uh, support the podcast and appreciate me just a little bit more for my birthday month in lieu of gifts please give money to this wonderful cause to help these people in need thanks happy birthday matt Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye. Bye.